Tes. Shir on the Kotesiches, Chelik Tezayin, Book 16, the Sicha of Vayakel, the fourth Sicha in the third Sicha, Vayakel Gimel, the third Sicha. In the Pasuk, that it says, the Pasuk Gimel, Vayakel Pekude is a recap of the building of the Mishkan, instruction for the building of the Mishkan that are given in the portions of Truma Tetzave. So this is really the part of the Torah where it's saying that they were instructed to build, and now it's saying that this is what they built. And it says about the outside of the courtyard that the hanging of the entrance of the courtyard, in other words, the, the, the courtyard was surrounded by fabrics. So the hanging that was at the entrance to the courtyard, um, it says it was 20 ama. And ama, as we know, is a, uh, from the from the elbow to the middle finger. It's approximately in our calculations, approximately 48 centimeters. There's different opinions, but let's, we'll take 48 centimeters. So it was 20 ama. I'm not going to refer back to the actual uh, metrics of it. I'm just going to call it ama. 20 ama length, and it its height was the width of five amas. So if the if the if the, the, the tapestry that was covering the door was 20 amas wide and that piece of fabric was five had a width of five amma, which meant that its height was five amma. And this was Umas Kale Hechotzer. And here's the word that we need to know how to translate. It's Umas Kale Hechotzer. What does that mean? It says Rashi, the word Umas, Rashi quotes the words Umas Kale Hechotzer. And it explains, kemidas kalechotze. It means, l'umas here means, like the same measure as the other hangings of the courtyard. So, in other words, what that would be telling us is, if the rest of the courtyard was five amas high, then the entranceway also had a tapestry, had a, had a fabric hanging, closing the entrance, and it too had the same height, five amas, just like the rest of the hangings, the rest of the coverings of the courtyard, of the Mishkan. So Mepharshim explained that Rashi, why does Rashi comment here? He's coming to explain the word Lo'umas here is a little bit tricky. It's not like it means elsewhere. Opposite, you, you, you may be familiar with the word Ze Hashem does this, opposite this. We have good, and connect, opposite that we have bad, right? That's the, the struggle. You see it in Tanya. He says here the word Lo'umas doesn't mean against, but here the Umas... Um, here, le'umas means the same, he's saying here it means consistent with, the same measure as the rest of the courtyard. The doorway had the same covering, the same height as the rest of the courtyard. And we have to understand, if that's what Rashi is coming to, to do, just to explain the word, to translate the word le'umas, so why does he bring in his heading also the words kale the hangings of the of the, uh, of the of the courtyard, you said lomas. Lomas here means according to or consistent with the rest of the courtyard. So, number two, base. Also, we don't understand in Chumash. There's other places where the word lomas doesn't necessarily mean opposite or corresponding or, or against. For example, in Parshat Tzava, there's a word lomas machbartoi. In when it comes to describing the anatomy of the animal, which was brought up to the mizbeach, which part it says that the this tail was leumas heotze, and Rashi explains in those places near leumas can mean higher than, right? 
Samuch near or Lamaila, it's Lumas higher than. So in this case, the word Lumas could have meant higher than the rest of the hangings of the Chatzah, that the doorway was higher. Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi says Lumas means the same width. Now, why doesn't Rashi indeed translate Lumas the same way he explains it elsewhere, that it's um, higher than? And we, if we would have, if that would be the interpretation, then that would, what the Pasuk would be saying is that the width of the entranceway of the courtyard of the Mishkan had a tapestry hanging that was five, had a width of five hours higher than the rest of the height of the hangings of the Chatzar. Right? It could have meant that. Why doesn't it mean that? Why does he translate it to Umas? Kemidas, that it's consistent with the same as the rest of the hangings, which elsewhere in the Torah, Lomas doesn't mean that. Moreover, it would be, we're going to argue a case now to say that really it would be more consistent with the, translating the Pasuk to say it means higher than, above. Why? Because if you say it means above the rest of the height of the hangings of the courtyard, so now we'll understand what the, why this Pasuk is so important and why it's important to contrast it with the rest of the hangings of the courtyard because it's saying it's five Amis above the courtyard. But if you say it's just according the same, consistent with the same height as the courtyard, so if so, in the Pasuk, not just why does Rashi bring it, but in the Pasuk itself, why does it say that? It should just say the height. We already said elsewhere, Earlier on in Parshas Truma, that the that the uh, the height was five amas. Okay, we say here that the entrance is five amas. Okay, why do we have to say? And that is consistent with the hangings of the rest of the chutzah. Go back to Truma, you'll see that the chutzah was five amas high. If it says here that the doorway is five, it has a has a has a, has a partition of five amas, tapestry of five amas. So just just say that. Why say that? That is consistent with the rest of the chutzah. Gimel. The kasha is more strong, according to an earlier Rashi. Now listen to this. Uh, as the saying goes, the plot thickens. As to argue why Rashi sh- seemingly should have said that we're talking here, the Pasuk is telling us that the doorway was, the doorway partition was five amas higher than the rest of the, of the, of the hangings of the courtyard. Why? There's a machlekes about between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda, how high was the Mizbeach? Rabbi Yehuda says the Mizbeach, when it says it was three Amas, the Torah says how high. Rabbi Yehuda says when it says it was three Amas height, that's literal. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, that's not literal. And he learns this from Egzer Shava, where, from the Mizbeach Apnimi, where the word Ravua, Ravua is used. I'm not going to go into that. But anyway, he learns out that the same way the Mizbeach Apnimi, the inside Mizbeach, which is also known as Mizbeach Akteris, the Mizbeach upon which the incense is offered. Same way that its height was twice its length. Similarly, too, our Mizbeach, the Atzav Mizbeach, is really twice its length, and therefore the height of the Mizbeach is five is ten Amas. So why does it say three Amas? That just means from the from halfway, from the Psevev and upwards, from halfway up to Mizbeach. But really, it's five, ten Amas high. And the Gemara that brings Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda contests Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. He says. What are you saying? If you're saying that it's ten amas high, that means, are you trying to say possibly a koyen would be on the mizbeach and he has the service that he's bringing to Hashem in his hand and everybody can just see him from the outside? Because if the mizbeach is ten amas, so it's higher. We said, how, how high is the partition of the courtyard? Five amas. 
So that means he's going to be like a public spectacle. He's standing on the Mizbech and everybody sees him bringing the, the, the Karbanas. But the Gemara doesn't, doesn't explain why that would be a problem. And we'll refer back to this later. But it seems that the Pashtos, it's understood that something as intimate as bringing a Karban on the Mizbech, where the Kain is bringing something to Hashem, should be in a more discreet way. It shouldn't be just out there for the public. So could it be that the partition of the, of the, of the, of the outside perimeter of the Mishkan was five Amas? And that means that everybody could see the Kayan bringing the carbon. So the B'yaisi Taka says, no, you know what? I got news for you. The height of the climb, the height of the, of the perimeter around the, the, uh, the Mishkan, the Chatzah, was 15 Amas. So it was higher, five, five Amas higher than the height of the Zbeach. So you had that discreetness. Modern Avon says that the, 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 the amount, there the modern Avon is talking about what constitutes, um, um, you know, when you have a wall around something, is it considered walled? If there's a breach in the wall, to what extent is a breach considered a door? A door is an entrance, in and out, it's not a breach. To what extent is a door a door? Without going into the details there, I, I didn't look them up. But the, the general context is disgusting. The Gemara in is talking about a door. So the Rabbanon hold that a door is up to 20 Amas high with 10 Amas width. So the Gemara asks, one second, why don't we learn from the doorway of the Sha'ar, of the entranceway to the Chatzar, to the, to the courtyard of the Mishkan. Just like there it was 5 height, right? 20 width. So why don't we also say here that a door is up to 20 Amas width? The Gemara says, the second answer, according to the way Tesis learns it, that the 15 Amas of the courtyard of the Mishkan, that was 15 Amas. When the Torah, as, as Rabbi Yossi said, because you can't have somebody offering up the carbon and the Kayan being fully visible, and that's 10 Amas high, according to Rabbi Yossi. So the hangings were 15 Amas high. The Torah now says that for the entranceway, right, it was... Five amas width, it means five amas on top of what the usual hangings of the courtyard. The rest of the courtyard was 15 amas high. This had a, a, a partition, five amas more. The Tesis explained that that's what the Gemara was asking. What I was saying, why are you saying, Chachamim, that the entranceway is, an entranceway is 20, right? And, um, oops. Why are you saying? I lost my place here. One second. Why are you saying that the entranceway is only five amas? Why are you asking? What did we say? The Gemara asked that um, the Gemara was asking that uh, it should be twenty width. We see it was in the, in the Mishkan. It was only ten width. No, the Tosfos is according to this asking. The Gemara is asking that. You see from the from the from the chutzer that the pesach was only twenty, only five amas, and the gemara is answering, no, it wasn't five amas. It was first of all fifteen, and it was when it says five amas, it means five on top of the fifteen. No, according to Rabbi Yesi, we know that the courtyard was fifteen high, tall, but the gemara challenges. But we see that the Torah speaks about the entranceway being five. So the answer the Gemara gives, according to this way it is, is no, that the entranceway wasn't, wasn't five from the ground. It was five on top of the 15 height of the rest of the climb. Ah, so if so, it was really 20 amasai. So it comes out. Anyway, without, 
without going into all the details there, what we derive from this is very clear. That according to the way that the Tosfos learns, Abiyasi, when it says Lumas Kaleachot, that the that the entranceway partition was five amas, Lumas, the rest of the hangings of the chotzer means it was on top of. Now, why doesn't Rashi learn that way? So if you say, well, Rashi obviously doesn't hold that the Mizbeach was only ten amas, it was was ten amas, it was three amas, so then he won't hold. Right, why, how did we get to saying that the hangings of the, the chatzah, the, the partitions of the chatzah were 15? Because, because we have Rabbi Yesi who says the Mizbeach was 10. How could you possibly bring a carbon with everybody seeing? What does Rashi hold about that machlekes, about the Mizbeach? Well, we see earlier, says the Rebbe in Pashas Truma, that Rashi brings both opinions about the Mizbeach. It brings the opinion of Yehuda and Rabbi Yesi. So if so, when he says here about the height of the chatzah, he should have also brought... If, if he also has already told us his opinion that Rabbi Yeshi says the Mizbeach was ten high, that means that what follows from that seems to be that you don't want the Mizbeach to be wide open to everybody to see. What follows from that is that the height, like the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshi says the height of the Kloim was 15. So why doesn't he also give this opinion here, say that the five we're talking about, the partition, the entrance, was on top of the standard 15 that was for the rest of the courtyard. And Rashi's already brought up in the Rabbi Yassi that says the Mizbeach was 10. So why not say that that's what the Pasuk means here? Um, Dalit. However, truthfully, it's not a kasha because the whole shakta, the whole back and forth, really, that the Gemara has, and therefore establishes that the height of the Kloim was 15, doesn't doesn't ring, doesn't, isn't necessary according to Pshutish, the simple reading. It's in the Gemara, Gemara is not Pshutish, but in the simple reading of the Pasuk, you don't need it. Why? In the end of Pasha's Truma, it says very clearly that the length of the Chatzah was such and such, and its height was five Amas. And Rashi says there simply doesn't give two opinions. He says the height was five Amas. That's the height of the partitions of the tapestries that were enclosing the courtyard of the Mishkan. In other words, even though with the Mizbeach he does bring two opinions, and he also brings the opinion of Rebbeach that it was ten Amasai, nonetheless, when it comes to the height of the enclosure of the courtyard of the Mishkan, he says clearly, Stami, he says in an absolute way, without giving another opinion, that it was five Amas. So we have to say that according to Pshat, even in the, if you want to say that the Mizbeach was ten Amas, because he does bring that Machleik as Rashi, so that means in Pshat you could say the Mizbeach was ten Amas, but that doesn't have any implication on the height of the enclosure of the courtyard. It could still be five months. Aye. The question the Gemara asked, what? The guy's bringing the case, bringing a carbon, everybody can see? A peep shootish and simple reading. Who said you can't see? What's wrong to say? Yeah, he, that the Mizbeach was ten amasai, the Chatzah was five amasai, and everybody could see him bringing the carbon. So therefore, Rashi doesn't, doesn't go into that Gemara's opinion saying that it was really 15 amasai. He just goes, it was, he brings us the opinion of Rabbi Yesi about the Mizbeach. When it comes to the Chatzah, he says, clearly, it was just five Amas. Yeah, okay, according to Rabbi Yesi, they saw. So now we'll also understand that when we're talking about the, the entranceway to the Chatzah, we can say that, yes, it was just five Amas. Indeed, it was five Amas. No reason to say it was any more. Even if the Mizbeach was ten Amas, the, 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 the rest of the Chatzah the, the partition of the Chatzah was five Amas, and so was the entranceway. So then we have to understand, one second. So, Taka, we don't have to say 
that there was more, but the Pasuk says L'umas. So L'umas so simply can mean higher than, why doesn't Rashi go with that person and say it means that the entranceway partition was five amas higher? Hey, so the explanation of this. Rashi Taka brings the words L'umas Kale Echotzer, and he wants to make a point of that. He says, what's the reason for those words? That's why he quotes it in his, in his, in his heading. Because he's trying to explain why, why do we need those words? What's that's adding? Even if you want to say that it means that the five Amis was higher than the rest of the Chatzah, still it's not understood. <laughs> why does he have to tell us? You know how high the partition of the entranceway to the Chatzah was? It was five Amis higher than the other five Amis of the rest of the courtyard. He could have just said it was ten Amis high. That's much simpler. Why compare it to the rest of the courtyard and say it was five Amis higher? If that's what you're trying to say, just say it's ten Amis high. So Rashi says, no, this Pasuk is actually telling us why the entranceway partition was five Amis. Why wasn't it higher? So he says, as the Mosach, as the entranceway to the actual Pesach, the actual entranceway to the oil, to the tent, which was ten Amis, as we were told in, in Truma, why at the entranceway to the, to the courtyard, isn't it also higher? So he says, this is why Rashi brings the words, because what the Torah is telling us is it has to be consistent with, it has to be consistent with the rest of the hangings of the enclosure. The Pasuk is making this emphasis that the entrance, that the partition of the entranceway is exactly the same function and therefore is consistent and needs to be consistent in height with the rest of the cloy, with the rest of the hangings that enclose the courtyard of the Mishka. What does that mean? We're going to soon explain what that means. It's telling us something about the entranceway, some intrinsic information about the entranceway. It's going to re- relate to Mizzouza. Let's get there. But first, the Rebbe says, once we say this, we'll also uh, be able to answer a question, according to Aloha, which the Balei HaTesos, Rabbi Seinu Balei HaTesos, there's a com- commentary on the Torah, compiled, it's, it's called, the name of the commentary is Rabbi Seinu Balei HaTesos, our rabbi is the Balei HaTesos. And they ask, if the entranceway to the courtyard of the Mishkan was only five Amas, so that comes out that the entranceway to the to the to the entranceway to the courtyard of the Mishkan wasn't as big as the entranceway to the Heichal of the Mesamikdash, the permanent Mesamikdash. And so therefore, they Taka say that the hangings for the eastern side, and therefore Taka the entranceway as well, was had a height of twenty Amma. How do you explain that in the Pasuk? Um, Yes, you have to look at them. However, Rashi learned differently. Rashi learned, according to Shemrika, that there's no question. The Pasuk says it has to be like the rest of the enclosure. It was part of the enclosure. In other words, it didn't matter which side it was on. The, the partition of the entranceway was just like and consistent with the rest of the enclosure. It's part of the enclosure. It it's not, doesn't have a separate identity as, a, as an entrance. The fact that it is an entrance, okay, but it doesn't get a separate identity. Now let's talk about the identity of what an entrance is. Because this had a, 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 a partition that moved. People came in and out through it. So let's understand. Because if it's not really like an entranceway, it's more consistent with being part of the fence. So then the question that the Baleatists asked doesn't apply. They're asking if, that, that it doesn't fit with the entranceway to the Heichal. That was, that was a Shah, that was a Pesach, that was an entranceway. Here, this is part of the wall. 
Okay, let's understand, says the Rebbe Vav, we'll understand this Chiddush, that the, that the entranceway, that the partition to the entranceway to the, to the Chatzar is in its identity, really, a part of the partitions that enclose the Chatzar. We'll understand this more by explaining a Machlekes, a Shainim about Mezuzah. This is exciting. One of the requirements that are needed to obligate a house in a mezuzah, of course you have to have a way to go in and out, right? But the, the Rambam says it also has to have a door. Not just a doorway, but actually a door. You know, a door that opens and closes. The Raivad holds, no. And there's many Rishenim, there's other Rishenim that hold that way. That even if it's a doorway without a without an actual door, it's obligated in mezuzah. So we could explain, we could explain that machlekes, that it really depends on how you look at a door. A, we can look at a door, that a door is a part of the entranceway. What is an entranceway for? The entranceway is to go in and out. That's why we're putting out the mezuzah. And the doorway is what makes an entranceway really a functional entranceway. You open it, you close it. It's, 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 it's a critical part of the entranceway. Or you could look, no, based, a separate thing. A, a doorway is just to close. If, if you didn't have a doorway, you wouldn't be able to, it would just be an open, it would always be open. The doorway gives you the ability to close. But it's not an integral part of the door. The Rebbe says, uh, in other words, um, in other words, in Hallelujah 47, with, like without it, that's if the doorway is an integral part, that means it's called an entranceway without a doorway. But to be called a doorway, a pesach, requires a door. Or in other languages, whatever, to make a, a the entrance and exit of the house is a part of the house. It's to go in and out. If you don't have a door, an actual door, it's not really functional as part of the house. It's it's like a break in the wall. It's like a breach. It's the opposite of the wall of the house. It's a breach, but it's not actually part of the house. The house is walls and entrance and exit. But it only becomes part of the house when there's a door. If, there, if there's no door, so it's actually the breach in the wall is contrary to the concept of the house. The house is a place of, 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 of living. And this breach makes it vulnerable. So... Um, the Ramam says, if it doesn't have a door, you don't have to put up a mezuzah. Other Rishayim say, Rabbi says, no, you still have to do it. So that's the question. What is the door? Is the door, is the door actually intrinsic to creating this as being a, an entranceway? Or is the door just as a function of, we don't want it to be breached, so it, it, the door is, is like, is like, is like the wall. It closes it when it needs to be closed. What's the difference in Din? When you talk about mezuzah, if you say that the door is part of the entranceway to open and to close, and this is what makes an entranceway a doorway and, and a functional part of the house, so mistama, the obligation, the mezuzah makes sense to say, the obligation of mezuzah which is connected with coming in and going out. It says, uh, we put on the mezuzah, right? The way we go in. So then, it's only when there's a regular doorway, which includes a door. Because now the door gives you an ability to come into the house. Now, th this, is, this is a functional part of the house. But if you want to say that the door is just to make sure that the, the house is not vulnerable, 
So it doesn't make any sense to say that the door is only going to be, doorway is only going to be applicable to mezuzah when you have a door. The door is just a, a, a technical thing. You don't want it to be open, so you have a door. It's just like a, it's like a wall. So it depends how much you, how much, how much, how much functional, how much intrinsic value you put on the door, how you see the door. Zion. So here says, and we see Rashi on the Torah gives us a look into this. He says the Shmosach Shara Chotzi. You want to know the entrance way to the to the, the partition that was at the entrance way to the courtyard of the Mishkan had to be consistent with the rest of the hangings of the enclosure, as we said before, because in its essence. It's really part of the enclosure, part of those partitions that, that, that make the enclosure. In other words, the same way those hangings that form the enclosure. There, to enclose that area, similarly, the entranceway, its purpose, the partition that blocks the entranceway, is part of the entranceway, and its function is to block it off when need be. As the word is, masach, it's called a masach. Masach means to be a protector, to be a, 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 a divider. So that's why we also understand when we talk about delis, we talk about uh, door, uh, and, and this hanging is in place of a door, as Rabbi Avram, the son of Ramam, talks about in the children. So according to Rashi, door is only in order to block off the breach. And it's not about opening, it's not about creating, it's, it's not an entity that this doorway is now only a doorway when you have the ability to open and close. This also fits with the period of... I can't say I... Mamish grasped this fully. I'm sorry. This is also uh, massive. This also fits with what Rashi explains in his Pirush on the Gemara, where he holds that also a Pesach without a Delis, a, a doorway without a, a, a... Rashi says clearly in the Gemara that a doorway without a door is obligated in Mezuzah. And as we explained before, the Shite is because... The, the, the doorway is not what makes... The door itself doesn't make the door a door. The doorway a doorway. The doorway is a doorway. <laughs> you have some doorways that leave some vulnerability, so, so you, you have a door to close it. The other opinion is, no, that the door... Without a door, it's just a breach. It's, 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 it's not a functional part of the house. Okay, those are the two shifts. Now we're going to go and see in Ches, we're going to see Alpi Asod in Kabbalah. There's also a difference. How is there a difference in the hidden part of the Teres? In the Pneumius, Delos is a door. So in the Pneumius, it's the sphere of Malchus. Why? Malchus's function is to be an intermediary between the world of Atzillus and the worlds that are lower than Atzillus. And in general, between one world and the next world, there's what's called Malchus. Malchus has two functions. Malchus is conceals. Why is it the transmitter to the next world? Because it conceals over the higher levels of spheres that are being transmitted into it. And those higher levels wouldn't be able to transmit to a lower world that's too high. So it, can, it absorbs and conceals them, and that's why Malchus, for that reason, is called also a sea, just like a sea conceals that which is in it. And through that concealment, it's able to now, so to speak, recalibrate and, 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 and transmit something to the next world. So the second function of Malchus is that it delivers and reveals the light of Atsilus to the lower worlds, because it's absorbed it, so to speak, concealed it, and now it's called Earth, just like Earth gives forth growth, now Malchus gives forth the next level in the lower world. And here's the question, we'd say that it's like a doorway, 
What's the main function of Malchus? Is the main function the fact that it conceals or that it reveals to the next world? So the answer, according to Rashi, is corresponding to the, as he said in this Rashi, corresponding, consistent with the Kali HaChotzer, the hangings of the Chotzer. If you talk about Pshat, Rashi talks about Pshat. That's the world of deed. So the covering and the doorway, the door of Malchus is just like the rest of the enclosure of the, consistent with the rest of the Kloim, concealment. In the worlds of Bria and Yitzira, even though for them also the sphere of Malchus also creates concealment and allows them to be formed, right? So Atzilus doesn't come down into the world of Bria and Yitzira the way it is in Atzilus. Atzilus is the world of unity. Excuse me, the door of Atzilus conceals and allows the formation of creation of Bria, formation of Yitzira. However, what gets transmitted to Bria and Yitzira is a revelation of godliness. And that's why Bria is a world that's mostly good. Yitzira is at least half-half. In the world of D, the fourth world, however, it's total concealment. Here it's called the world of Kalipa and Sitrach, a world of negativity, where the opposing forces are, are more rampant. That's what we see. As the Al-Tarebbe says, Tanya, the, everything that goes on in Elam in this world is tough and bad, and the wicked people seem to overpower here. There's a, here there's a great obscuring of the light. So therefore, in, when we talk about Elam Pshat, in the world of Pshat, in the world of Asiyah, Mainly, Malchus is a concealment. Tess. What's the purpose, though? The full function is to get rid of that concealment. It should be the revelation of Elikos down below. That's why the Torah doesn't say clearly, Kemidas Kaleachotz. Why doesn't the Torah just use the word? Why does Rashi have to translate Lu'umas? Kemidas means like the, like the same. Kemidas uh, would mean very simple, like the same measurement as the enclosure of the Chatzah. Why doesn't the Torah just say Kemidas? It says Lu'umas, which means consistent with, but Lu'umas also mean opposite. Because Lu'umas also here tells us it's not exactly the same. The same Lushan that we say about Kedush and Klippa, Zeh Lu'umas Zeh. In other words, when we're saying about the entranceway to the to the Chatzah, the partition of the entranceway to the Chatzah, it's not exactly like the rest of the enclosure. So the rest of the enclosure is taka just to be a blockage. It's to enclose that space. Here, though, the entranceway, right now, yes, in the world, in the status quo of the world of Asiya, it's a blockage. It's, a, it's an obscuring. But what does Hashem inject into the world of Asiya? The ability, the Torah gives us the ability to redo and to transform that blockage, that hanging at the partition, at the entrance, it should become the other function of Malchus, opening and revelation. Until it becomes such an opening, which is called like the opening of the ulam. The ulam, interesting, didn't have any any doors. It was always open. So that's what it'll give you a deeper understanding when we say, the Chazal tell us, Hashem says, open me up like a pinprick. You just, like a prick of a needle. Open for me. I'll open you up wide, like the door of the ulam. And the beauty is the ulam didn't even have a door. To, it, was an, it was a doorway, but it didn't have doors to close. It was always open. So if we do our littlest... Effort here, Hashem opens up wide without ever closing. In other words, what the point is that we have the ability to transform the, 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 the blockage, the, the concealment of the partition of the entranceway, making an entranceway. Because the purpose is that there should be an open revelation and a constant revelation. As it says when the Navi says, Mashiach comes, the Hashem, the glory of Hashem will be revealed, and all flesh will see that the Kipi Hashem dividends. The Rebbe ends off here. Here we see again 
the wondrousness of Pirush Rashi on the Torah, that from a small Pirush of Rashi, which at first glance seems a very simple uh, uh, translation, we can take not just um, not just how we see so clearly here that Rashi takes Pshutish Mikra, and he only comes to say Pshutish Mikra, because right, we've said that, that that's why he doesn't he doesn't go further with with what the Gemara says about the height of the Kloim based on the Mizbeach, because in Pshutish Mikra you don't need to say that. We see clearly that Rashi goes to Pshutish Mikra, and he wants to explain why does it say Lo Maskalei right? But more than that, you see also in Rashi there's wondrous things we said this is re- relevant to the Pshit of Rashi about Mezuzah, right? And also, and, and that fits, it's consistent with Rashi, the way he says in the Shas, that uh, a doorway is not required, that door is not required for Mezuzah because the concept of the door is to stop. The doorway is not about, right? And also we see how it fits with, um, how this fits with Kabbalah Chassidus, like we explained it, relevant to Sfirah Samachas. Thank you.